So Ellen, there's data all over the place now, and a lot of it appears in digested form in the media. But that's cool. I mean, they've digested it, right? So that you can trust it. <laughs> oh, what a setup. <laughs> uh, so I'll surprise you by saying, yes, you can, in a way. <laughs> Um, but still, uh, information comes at such a, a rapid speed that um, news stories are not as well um, rehearsed. They're not as well, not rehearsed is not the word, researched as they used to be. There's not usually the time for reflection, uh, getting more than one point of view. So even in a situation where people are trying to be very careful and very objective, um, I think that it's good to um, pay attention to what comes in, but always to have a little bit of skepticism, mainly just to set your degree of confidence. Where do people get information? They look up something online, it's not news, but they go online to find out information about, uh, um, say, a diagnosis, a disease, mm -hmm. healthcare, you know, where they get help. I think um, well, we really ought to broaden media to exactly. everywhere people get information. Exactly, yeah. that's what I'm trying to say. And then I think the question becomes really interesting. So there's not always an attribution. You don't know mm -hmm. where it came from. It's not that somebody's trying to fool you. It's simply that they didn't let you know where it came from, so you don't know how to get more information or, or you know, again, decide how confident you should be. Um, so something as simple as people have moved away from putting dates on information. And so trying to understand, well, that, that's true, but it was true as of when, you know, things change a lot. Yeah. But I mean, it can, you know, it's 94, it's 2004, it's uh, 2014. Some things change at a huge rate. And so as you see a report um, through media, just it, even if there's no date on it, uh, that can in, in itself well, be... Actually, I have panicked because I saw an article saying the winter was going to be very, very cold. And it turns <laughs> out somebody had made a tiny update to the page and it was from 10 years ago. And so that's a great example. Pages are cached. I think that's yeah. right. So you, you, you know, first of all, can you find out? Um, what can you find out about it? I think that a lot of this gets driven by what the public demands. So as a, as a general citizenry, as, as we began to demand better uh, attributions to the source of information, to the dating of information, then people will tend to do it more, and that lets you, again, set this kind of confidence bar. But the source you can see. gets to the idea of credibility. I think that's where mm -hmm. you're going. And it I does. think there's a bug in the way people treat credibility. So they give credibility to people that they agree with, and so they <laughs> wind up kind of in these polar camps That's agreeing with themselves. My own method, I hope to try, I can't always do it, but I find the people I disagree with most and try to listen as if I were one of them and then critique my own views from their point of view and then critique their views. You know, where did their information and belief come from? and then try to get to whether or not I'm in the loony camp. When you said, you know, had kind of the view of, of how do you authenticate things? I mean, you can't always, it's not your full-time job to go out and, you know, do investigative reporting. Uh, mm -hmm. That kind of defeats the point of all this information being brought to you. Um, for me, it's a little bit of a slippery slope when we think about what makes an authoritative source, um, because I come out of a background of uh, sort of the hard sciences, research scientists, uh, sciences from a long time ago. And from the one point of view, one of the things as a research scientist that you'd want to avoid doing is believing somebody because they're famous. Mm -hmm. I, mean, mm -hmm. I, I, I watched a Nobel laureate 
uh, make an outrageously wrong statement in front of an audience of about a thousand people. And they're all going, uh huh. And they're uh -huh. all going, yes, yes, because he said it because he has a Nobel Prize. And, and what he said was outrageous and it was not backed up by data. And it he, wasn't even backed and, up by what he knew or his area. Well, right? and, and here's my key point it's not just that I disagreed with him and I. I do and I did and I still do. Um, but it's the fact that when he made this outrageous statement, I thought, wow, this is going to be interesting. He's immediately going to present the evidence on which he bases that statement and I would be very curious to know how he came to that conclusion. And he presented no evidence whatsoever. He said it from a point of view of authority and we should believe him because, you know, he's a famous guy. And that's something, you know, to be avoided, and that was always kind of a pitfall in the, the area that I worked. And so the, but let, let me yeah. interject. There's also the con converse side of that pitfall, which is, as a great man, everybody in the audience goes, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. He doesn't And get so after a little bit, he gets no criticism yeah. and can go open loop and crazier and crazier. As a person who is in a position of decreased feedback, it becomes more important for him to be self-critical. Absolutely. And oh, we should absolutely. be critical of what he says and demand yes. resources, yes. but just to help him, but he should also be self-critical and realize that people are saying, uh-huh, uh-huh, purely because of past work. A specialized version of what I was saying, that as a public, if we demand Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. We demand more from sources, then we'll get better sources, and, and he, he would be doing the same thing. But, you know, coming back away from that, there was a different kind of authority that we looked for, and that's what I meant about a reliable source. So research uh, papers used to be published in physical form, and they were published in uh, journals that were highly uh, peer-reviewed. And uh, so that meant that at least at a beginning level, you looked to see what the source was because it wasn't just coming from one individual. It was something that had been reviewed by uh -huh. a panel of people uh -huh. who are supposed to know what they're doing and there's no guarantee there. But again, that should raise your confidence level as opposed to uh, it was published in something where you didn't know, you know the, the, who had looked at it, if anybody had looked at it or if that publication tends to have well-researched what they publish. As a general public, we can very quickly get a lot of information. You can at least realize certain things are happening. You haven't looked into them in great depth. That that issue is of great personal importance and you'll, you'll dig deeper. But it's good that we get this kind of surface you know, level of information. Where it becomes, I think, uh, challenging is that surface piece of information doesn't then give you enough information to say if you need to look deeper on that one. That top level report, uh, kind of surface level of report that might come to you through Google News, that's a fine thing. It draws it to your attention. You don't have a lot of time. But it'd be so nice if they give you links. But if they just gave you a little more information, and, yeah. and a little inf more information even in the article, instead of just saying a study was done, a study was done on 2,000 people, a study was done on 2,000 people who were selected by these criteria. Yeah. It's not a lot of additional information, but as a public, I think that people can begin to reason from that and, and draw better conclusions. So I would love to see that shift, that that becomes more the way things are reported. also need a bit of a model that, so I think it's important that early results be communicated. There were some physics results recently. One was the Gran Sasso discovery that the speed of light was wrong, uh, oopsie. But the people who did it knew that there was probably an error, that they just couldn't find it. So they released the thing saying, we think this is in error. We'd love the world's help and in finding it. And then the recent one of gravity waves. Yeah. But the cool thing about the gravity waves is they methodologically insert false alarms into their own data. 
and only a few of the senior researchers know which signals are false alarms and which ones That's are not. That's a beautiful example. And so the, the researchers themselves are very skeptical of their results. Your two examples are really interesting because you're saying how do you in, insert self-test uh, to see what's going on. And that first example that you gave where you said go ahead and publish an early result but uh, basically say, you know, look at this but be cautious. You know, we, on, we only understand it up to this point. And I think those are for some serious scientific studies. If you take it to the broader, you know, public taking in information about all aspects of their lives and taking in information through media, I think that's a skill that people need to develop, is that sense of look at the information, but um, go ahead and look at it, use it, but understand that maybe you should be a little less confident about some sources, a little more confident about others, and keep looking for better. We've talked in, in general ways to say it's important to do these kinds of things, but what are the actual actions that you recommend that people could take so that they become better consumers of media? Uh, so traditional media is hard because there's no way to speak back very effectively. And the internet fires back though. Yes, and that's what And so to. on Wikipedia, for instance, there's a talk page for every page and you can highlight problems you see. What about beyond Wikipedia? Let's not just look at that one example. Uh, you can become a voice. I think that people um, reacting to articles that are mm -hmm. good articles, uh, giving negative commentary back on articles that don't seem to be reliable, um, speaking out through comments back, uh, can actually have an effect on what people choose to uh, I think to also people need to increase the level of discourse, not just uh, shout, listen and talk and that if people just shout, they should be accorded less credibility. So what about how this changes when people consume media as a mass communication, but they then explore it in a, a, a deeper way on a, a small one-to-one -one basis? If you talk seriously with somebody, it keeps you thinking, keeps you reasoning about things. You hear the other person's point of view and those private conversations if they're happening everywhere regarding what's coming in through the media then have a power in themselves. Yeah and in fact I think there's a, a real role for point of view. I think there's even in newspapers you know in the US there's this myth that newspapers must be unbiased and so <laughs> on objective. Well we, we clearly have lost a little bit of that yeah. uh, myth but in other places they aren't. Yeah. But That's a good point. It's actually nice that people label themselves. This is this, this is, is this view, view. from this point. point of view, and so you can sample the opposing views. I think that's a responsible thing to do.